Welcome to episode two of the Pioneer Podcast. I'm Matt Richards, and today our topic is Pioneer Core Values, and those core values are relational, missional, charismatic, and kingdom-oriented. And in this conversation that I had with Billy, Billy talks about the DNA of Pioneer and how that applies to us as followers of Jesus Christ. So I hope you enjoy this, and we'll see you on the other side. All right. Welcome back to the Pioneer Podcast. Uh, I'm Matt Richards, and again, Billy Kennedy across from me. And today we are going to talk about some of the um, characteristics of Pioneers. Um, so if you go to Pioneers' website, you can look at uh, who we are and some of the um, characteristics and distinctives who we are. But one of them is relational. Um, explain what, the, what that means. I mean, we have a relationship, you and I, we communicate um, on a daily or weekly basis, but what does relational mean in a network? So we aren't uh, joined together by a legal framework, yeah. but we are joined together because of a common commitment to a vision, but also because of friendship. And, and in, in any, any friendship, that requires time and investment. So, so, so I think for me, being relational as a network means that we, we don't thrive, we don't strive to become the biggest because yeah. you, you lose something when you get to, to that. And so we, we want to make sure that we, we build slowly and steadily yeah. with this relational core or the core value at the heart of what we do. Yeah. So as you say uh, i connect with you on a regular basis maybe every six eight weeks um i can't do that to hundreds of people yeah so so we need to limit how we grow and, and we need to ensure then that as things grow and to and develop that actually you're the one who's then making the connection to to the next six to ten people yeah so so i think for me it is important that we are friends together first and foremost we're not just colleagues we're not just ministry partners but yeah. but 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 we are friends and therefore i i'm here at your place having dinner with you and your family yeah with your leadership team you know you get to know me and 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 therefore i i don't just go and stay in a posh hotel down the road and run a conference yeah but we engage together we 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 meet together we get to know each other yeah. we share our lives together and and so that's very much how we do church, yep. and that's how we want to run our network. And so, you know, it, we don't just come big, run big conferences. Yeah, we 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 seek to invest our lives. Yeah, in what we do, and that's what I love is because we, uh, you know, you, you've this is the second time you've been over here with us, and what I love is we can just sit down and have a conversation about anything. It's not about Hey, how's your church doing? How many people did you have? It's it's a relational thing, and I think for for myself and my wife, we really try to not um, take you know when you're over take you all to ourselves. I want our other leadership in yeah. our church to yeah. get to know you because yeah. there's something in them understanding that relationship. There's something in them um, having that relationship with you because yeah. you get to speak into their life, not just oh we're the leaders. You only talk to us, and then we yes. relate to the other leaders. It, it's yeah. a relational network of leaders. Yes. So, you know, the Apostle Paul says um, you you have many teachers, but not many fathers. Yeah. 
and then if you look at his the way he worked with his with the churches he he said you know you 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 knew me you you saw my way of life yeah. you i i i lived among you so he understood the importance of that um he described himself to the church in in to the Thessalonians as I was like a mother among you, nurturing you. And so, so if you go back to the model of Jesus, Jesus chose 12, and it says in Mark chapter 3, that he might be with them and he might send them out. Yeah. So there was, the, you know, God incarnate in Christ spent time with his people. Yeah. And, and, and the Apostle Paul was simply copying copying that so that's what we try to do as a network is to is to is to build that foundation of relationship and so it's not just if you like from from me down to the churches but it's almost to create that sense of family among the churches yeah. as well and so that um i know it's early days here in the states but we're, we're hosting a retreat in yeah. next april yeah in in um 2023 yeah. now the purpose of that is just for us to make the connections between the different churches that are beginning to relate together in the u.s yeah and similarly you know in kenya uh in tanzania in south africa in australia you know that we very much promote meet together because you, you only build relationship by meeting together and so um, we keep on insisting, you know, you need to spend time together before you launch into doing lots of stuff. You know, I say if you want to, if you want to go quick, go alone. If you want to go go long, go together. Yeah. And, and and so it just means you just gotta slow down a bit to spend time investing in building relationship. And so yeah. one of the pictures that my wife had early on as we got involved with the pioneer network was of a of a big table and it was full of food and people came to the table enjoyed what was on the table but actually enjoyed meeting each other and then they would leave the table and go off and do some great things together and so i almost felt that for us part of our role is, is to simply provide food on the table yeah. gather people to the table and then who knows what god will do with these amazing kingdom connections yeah if you that that kind of reminds me what you said about the table reminds me of people coming to the table but what what did jesus do he handed out the the bread and fish to his disciples and said go do that mm. they had to have make that connection <clears throat> yeah. with everyone around them when they were yeah. handing that out here here here's some bread yeah. and fish for you so yeah it's it's taking what is healthy and giving it to the yeah. people and then letting them take it back to the people that they're going to minister to or yeah. hand it out yeah. to. Yeah, so it is very much like creating, I mean, the table's a great image of fellowship, yeah. of family, and so that's what we want to try and, try and build, you know, that we, we don't want to, some, some, leaders, some leaders are so detached and removed from the ordinary person yeah. that, that, that to me, that's not, the way of jesus uh, no and i think it, it can be unhealthy sometimes because you become so detached it's um you don't realize what the average person in your church is going through exactly. you don't realize what 
uh, is happening on a day-to-day level. And it's not that you're trying to know everything or micromanage everything, but when you're relational, you're going to know the struggles of your leaders that are serving with you and and the the people that are going through. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry, go ahead. And so I suppose the other aspect about about it is that in, in family, in relationship, I honor and respect the uniqueness of who you are. Yeah. So I'm not going to come in and, and impose on you uh, because we're friends. Yeah. So I want to honor, respect who you are, the gifts that you've got, the calling you've got, the, 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 the type of people you're working among. So therefore, that's why we don't impose a, a, a model. Um, we're not Starbucks. We're not McDonald's. Yeah. So very much the people that you're working with in, here in, in Hesperia, you know, population 960. Yeah. Um, and yet you run a mega church of 50, 60 people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, we have, a, uh, I think, the two counties that we lie on, we're in between yeah. two counties. Yeah, there are town is, and I think there's only 55,000 people. Yeah. 65,000 people. I mean, yeah. it's, it's yeah. a. So, so, you know, what you're, the, what, the, how you're reaching those people is different to how somebody in, a, in an inner city in, yeah. Chicago or in uh, in Colombo in Sri Lanka or in Arusha in Tanzania so so therefore that, that's that's why for me it's not the model of yeah. of how we do church is, is the important thing because we therefore respect because we are family the uniqueness and the difference that exists in different places so yeah. so I th- I think that they are some of the things that um, we don't also impose um, structure. You know, suddenly we're not going to appoint a sort of um, regional coordinator who who has no connection. Yeah, it's you know we're not into management. Yeah, you know, and so where possible, it makes sense to have regional coordination. But but you know, so at the moment, your main connection is with us in the UK. Yep. Rather than with someone else in the U.S. at the moment, now, yeah. as as those as those connections develop, that may become a natural progression. Yeah, but it's you know you're as close to us in the U.K. as you are to some of the, of the guys in the U.S. <laughs> in regards yeah. to jumping on a plane. Yeah, I mean we can jump on a plane, and I think it's uh you know it's uh three or four hours down to Arkansas. But yeah. it's only five or six hours yeah. over to the UK, so yeah. It, it's yeah. yeah. yeah it's and, I, and I think these days with with Zoom, you know, obviously lockdown was was a challenge. But one of the blessings was that we we all learned how to communicate. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked what you said. You said we're not there to tell you how to run the church and how to be the church because it. it but we're here to give you uh, an oversight and help you with some of those things. It'd be like telling my my two daughters. Your your sister's like this. You need to act exactly like this, look like right, this, right. Um, carry yourself like this. Yeah. But there's each person, each church, each body is going to have a different look, a different feel. Yeah. And yeah. whether it's a rural church like us in the pretty much in the middle of nowhere, yeah. or if it's a, a large church in you know in the UK in downtown London, or if it's you know Arkansas in in a, in a big city in in Arkansas, it, it really depends. So it's just carrying those same relational values, but not yes. saying this is how we have to be. Well, exactly, and 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 everything about your situation is unique. You are unique. You and your wife are unique. Yeah. The 
the makeup of the church is unique. The con your context is unique. Your history is unique. Yeah. So therefore, you are the people best placed to understand your context and your community. Now, for us coming in from outside, we do carry gifts and anointing that can support and serve you. Yeah. You know, so Paul wrote to the church in Rome and said, I, I want to come to you because I've got something to impart to you. Yeah. So, so I think we do believe that those of us who carry apostolic prophetic anointing, when we come in, we, we do add something to yeah. the mix. And that's where the, the, the Ephesians 4 ministries operate, that yeah. as they flow across churches. They, they do bring um, authority, they do bring anointing, they do bring gift to, to, to you, which is yeah. why I, I, I believe in network, because that's, that's, that's how it should function and operate. The church is a movement, yeah. and, and the, the Ephesians 4 ministries keep the movement moving. And that's true because, I mean, like my wife and I were talking, we see you as an apostolic leader in our life because there's something about an apostolic covering in your life that, mm. you know, you're not responsible for us, but you have the ability to speak into our life. If you saw something yeah. in our life that said, hey, church is heading in the wrong direction, you're, you could speak into our life and we would receive that from you yeah. because we yeah. understand that God has placed you in that apostolic role yeah. and we see and respect the gift that God has, has given you. Yeah, and I think people are looking for that. They're looking for the genuine, authentic, fatherly, motherly yeah. connections. Now, people, I, I met someone, I forget where it was now exactly, but they, they said to me, oh, and they mentioned a well-known Christian leader's name. They said, this person is my father. Yeah. So I said, oh, great. How, how often does he, does he call you? And well, he 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 never calls me. Yeah. But they send me, you know, their their talks, and I think people are looking for fathering and mothering. Yeah. But all they all they get is they is they join a system. Yeah. And they get the access to the talks, but they don't get access to the person, and so that, that's why, yeah. as I said earlier, it's not possible to be truly apostolic and truly an apostolic father to thousands of people. That's so, true. So, you know, I can only in the natural have so many children yeah. and grandchildren. And I think in ministry, I find that at any given point in time, I can only really be serving a certain number of people. That's true. We found that, I mean, even at a church, you know, it, if we hit 80, that's, that's a, a big day for us because we're a small yeah. area. Yeah. Yeah. But I found that when we were at 30, we could handle all that. We could yeah. have the relationship yeah. with everyone. Yeah. But once we got to about 50, it was like, oh, no, we can't yeah. touch yeah. base with everyone. So yeah. it was like we need to bring someone in to have a – we have that relationship with them so they can start exactly. building that relationship. And like you said, we can't have yeah. 100 or 200 people that you touch base with every yeah. every week. But touching base with the main leaders so they can be yeah. relational and have yeah. other leaders to be able to take care of their body and yeah. be able to – to see what's going on in the, yeah. in the church. Yeah. Well, so 90% of all the churches in the world are less than 100 people. Yeah. So either everyone's failing badly <laughs> or that's the way it should be. And I think that's the way it should be. I, I think there is a there is an ability to be known and to, to, to know everyone in that sort of size of a 
group. And I think for me, that's yeah, that's where I mean there are some exceptions. So the the mega church is the exception to the rule. Yes, and you know maybe God raises them up for a reason for a season, um, but but people are looking for authentic community, and that's true in in a local church, and that's also true in in how we develop networks. Yeah. Well, we, uh, family thrives on mothers and fathers. Yeah. We see we see what happens yeah. when mothers and fathers are not present in the home, but we also see what happens when they're not present in the in the body of Christ. Yeah. You know, for a while, my wife and I we were basically spiritual orphans. Right. It was like, who's our mother? Who's our father? We had to go find them. Right. Because we needed that relational yeah. um, father or mother in our life to to say, yeah. hey, yeah, you're doing yeah. well change things yeah. i mean yeah. we have the holy spirit of course but yes. we need those mothers and fathers to to help us become yeah. better christians and better followers of christ yes 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 so but uh one of the uh values under relationalists is we can uh value the contribution of both women and men at every level of leadership can yeah. you can you expand on that well this probably needs a whole podcast yes it will we will uh, definitely do that on its own but but yeah, so I think we, we came to the point quite early on where we recognized that God was anointing women uh, in our movement, and yet probably our theology and our ecclesiology didn't quite match up with what we saw God doing. And so we had to quickly re-examine our thinking around uh, that. Yeah. Certainly in, 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 in every new move of God, it seems, you know, if you might go back to the, I think, the Methodists say, or the Pentecostals, God used women extensively in, in, in those moves. And so we found within the charismatic movement, certainly in the UK for us, that God was anointing many women in all sorts of yeah. roles. And so so we, we're now at a position where we, we, we encourage and, um, and welcome women who are anointed by God uh, to serve in in every role as possible, be that local church leadership, um, eldership. We have women apostles, women prophets, women teachers. And so um, we recognize that if God has anointed that person, yeah. who are we to stand in their way? So so yeah. we, we've, 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 we've grappled with some of the challenging texts in the scriptures um, around it. Uh, and and we've come to a very comfortable place, but again, we'll we'll unpack it in in detail. Yeah, we're gonna have that, a we'll probably have that. an episode or two just on that Absolutely. because I think yeah. it's a it's a key thing yeah. for Pioneer, and yeah. I think we really need to unpack that in in greater detail. Well, I think as you as you just said, Matt, you know that's we all need mothers and fathers. Yeah, and I think that's true in church as well. Yeah. That, we, that we need men and women serving alongside each other. Yeah, uh, to bring the fullness of. Yeah. Who God is, you know, when when God created humankind, it says He created them male and female in His image, and only together do we get a full reflection of who God is. And yeah. therefore, if a church is or a network is dominated by men, you're not going to get the full expression of God. Yeah. And vice versa, if it's dominated by women, you're yeah. not going to get a full expression. You need men and yeah. women working together alongside, secure in their individual identities, bringing the fullness of who God has called them to be. And that's where I think you'll see true fruitfulness. It, it is true, and I, I agree. I mean, I watch just in my life, um, my wife and I. My wife is highly pastoral, 
and she is always, how are you doing? I am not very pastoral. I love people, but I'm not the kind of person that will spend 20 minutes talking to them about their problem. I'm more of a of teacher apostolic mi- mindset, right. Right. but she's all pastoral and she's taking the calls yeah. and she's doing that. And without her, where would our church be? It yeah. probably wouldn't be very far yeah. because yeah. I, on my own, my own giftings cannot sustain the church yes. and cannot make um, new movements in the church. Yeah. We need that yeah. in our home. Our yeah. home is good. Our kids are good with both of us. Our church has to be good yeah. with both of us. So, yeah. I mean, I can remember growing up and um, being in a church where it was male only leadership, but actually, the real power lay behind yeah. behind the men, it is. the men in in some of the wives who who ruled the church from <laughs> from their home. Yeah, you they know, did. actually, and and so probably looking back, if that had been acknowledged positively, it could have been a great contribution. Yeah, yeah, I I remember growing up and watching the pastors' wives sit there, but they did everything. Yes, they they. <laughs> They were in, you know, they, they didn't have a title. And, I, you know, it's funny because we've had people say, well, Pastor Matt and his wife. I'm like, whoa, whoa wait a minute. Oh, yeah, yeah, I said, yeah, yeah. first of all, I said, if anybody's pastoral, I said, it's my wife. Yeah. And I said, my wife does a majority yeah. of what the work does need to be in the church because I work full time outside of the home. Yeah. She's making the calls and she's doing this, the office work and she's making the hospital visits yeah. and, the, and the different things like that. And I'm like. I watched growing up that women just kind of, oh, well, you can teach children's and you can do that. Right, but right. they were running things well beyond what the, yeah. the, the yeah. Yeah. congregation saw. So yes. we, like you said, we de- do need that expression, both yeah. of them, yeah. and, it, and yeah. it will be valuable to us. Yeah, so. exactly, exactly. So I think it's just honoring what God honors yeah. and acknowledging what God has anointed, yeah. male, male yep. and female. And so, yeah. so, you know, I think that the promise... Um, that Paul talked about was that neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female. And I just think that God uh, is seeking to restore something in regards to what hu- humanity looks like and the sort of that sense of men and women working together, serving together, um, anointed by God is, is something that we, we in Pioneer want to really um, promote. Yeah. So That's good. Great. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Pioneer Podcast. We hope it was a blessing to you and encouraged you. To find out more about Pioneer or the Pioneer Podcast, the links are in the description, and we will see you next episode.